like this, though. I'm tired of folks, you know what I'm saying? The closed-minded folks, you know what I'm saying? It's like we got a demo tape and nobody want to hear it, but it's like this the South got something to say. That's all I got to say. Welcome, y'all, once again. Thank y'all for rocking with us. We appreciate y'all so much. Episode 8, we are deep in this bitch. Um, So, you know, we have to always start off with our reflections. Um, But before I do that, I just want to do a little shameless plug. Make sure Mm y'all follow us at Run That Back Send Donna on Instagram, okay? That is Run That Back Send Donna on Instagram. Y'all follow us. Anyway, Bree, how you doing? How your week been? How have you been feeling? Update me. This week has been a little all over the place. We spoke a little earlier, literally, a little earlier. Literally. <laughs> My brain was a little scrambled earlier, but we good now. You know, it's just one of those days, but honestly, I've just kind of been lacking inspiration. This week has been like just a tougher week trying to just find inspiration and get back into the groove of things. So that's what I'm really just trying to focus on is um, ending this year off with a bang or like the best I can. Like that, that's the goal. Sometimes we slip and you just got to give yourself grace, but it's honestly, it's tough. It honestly is tough giving yourself grace. Um, but how's your week been? Oh, my week has been good. And piggybacking off of what you said, I feel like it's hard for everybody, especially during mm-hmm. this pandemic, mm-hmm. uh, to really have the inspiration and motivation because I feel like it's hard to have a clear vision of your future, you know, in mm-hmm. insight. It's really hard to see that for yourself. Like, we don't know what the future is going to look like. So I think everybody's mind is kind of all over the place. I mean, literally, like you said, we talked earlier, I had my own little day-to-day, just a day filled with anxiety. You know, so I mean, we're human people. We're human. We're literally all going through the same thing. So I want you guys to know. And of course, comment and interact with us, engage with us on our page. Like, are are you guys feeling these same things? Um, But anyway, you know, enough of that. I don't want to damper y'all's mood. Mm -hmm. Uh, My week has been good. I just been working and, you know, just spending time with my girlfriend. And we bought a second guinea pig. His Mm -hmm. name is Onyx. He's all black, just a month old. Um, And it has been so fun learning about guinea pigs. So I'm about to have a nerd moment, okay? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. when we bought our guinea pig, before we bought the second one, we Googled how these guinea pigs react with each other once they meet another guinea pig. Anyway, our guinea pig did all the goddamn stuff. Steps. He was he was oinking all hella loud oinking. to the new guinea pig. Yes, he got on his back. He pissed on his back. He like he started humping him because that's what they do to show dominance. Like they straddle them on their backs to show dominance. Mind you, I have two male guinea pigs. So we just had a fucking National Geographic guinea pig documentary in our fucking closet. That's what the guinea pig clay pen is. And uh, <laughs> and um, that shit was funny hilarious and interesting to watch but besides that ain't shit going on like i'm low-key kind of jealous that people are out here like living their best lives and i'm mm-hmm. at home nervous about getting covid yeah it's wild out here like i live in texas and well if you guys been listening you would know i live in texas but texas is open and i mean you also live in a state that's open as well but yes yeah people don't care people go out um we actually before we got on we were talking about how one of our mutual friends had a birthday party and it was lit like 
I mean, it looked hella fun. I personally was supposed to go because even though I, I say like, yeah, COVID is out here. We shouldn't be out here. I'm not going to lie. I'll be out here. Um, <laughs> but that's because we really don't have anybody enforcing us to like stay in and right enforcing any type of regulation or a rule or, or whatnot. And people don't like, I really don't think people take COVID seriously. Like they don't, it's hard to take they it don't. seriously when your government officials don't take it seriously as well. So I don't even blame right. my friends. Cause honestly, like I said, if I was supposed to go out, a little money issue came up and I said, I'm going to sit this one out guys, but best <laughs> believe if I had not been wanting to be, um, an adult with my coins, I would have been out there shaking my ass. Shaking that ass, huh? In the club, <laughs> well, in this COVID club. <laughs> but speaking of COVID, you, um, you mentioned to me that Jeremiah mm-hmm, mm-hmm. had COVID and I did not know that. Like Jeremiah is in a hospital in the ICU following a COVID-19 diagnosis. And from what I've heard, the dig is not doing well. I just want y'all to be safe. Like I mm. know that y'all want to turn up. I want to turn up too. I want to go shake that ass and throw that ass with my girlfriend too. But mm. unfortunately, because I live in a city, I mean, Atlanta has mask mandates, but niggas are not out here following it. I yeah. mean, the in the club, not a single person has on a mask. Yeah. Period. I mean, and same. Yeah. Same here. Like, yeah. there are mask mandates when you go in certain stores. I mean, they're everywhere. Right. Everybody wears a mask. But in those settings, in those type of settings where you're literally drinking, you're eating, you're going to take your mask off. And you're going to keep right. it off because you're continuously drinking. So right. you're, you're continuously talking or whatever the case may be. Yeah. But same here in Texas, specifically, I live in Dallas. So specifically in Dallas, there is a definite mask mandate, but people don't follow that. But you know, I will say, like I said, I, I have been out and about and I go out because if I don't, I feel like I will get left behind. Because right. stuff is open. So, like, right. if I do want to follow the rules and stay inside, I feel like I'm going to be left behind. Especially in, like, the career path that I'm trying to take. Like, I'm trying to be a yeah. DJ. So, yeah. if I'm not out and about meeting people or at least trying to be out and about, mm-hmm. I'm going to get mm-hmm. left. I'm yeah. going to get left in the dust. And so, I kind of have to be out, you know? Yeah. Even yeah. if I don't want to. Because yeah. I definitely don't like yeah. niggas breathing all up in my face without COVID. So, right. Yeah. <laughs> add add a serious airborne disease. Um, <laughs> I definitely don't want to be out. Yeah, but I feel you. I feel you on your part. I do. I feel you on your part. You got to do what you have to do as long as you stand safe, which I feel like from what you tell me you do. If I know you, you definitely not standing within six feet of niggas. <laughs> you know, your girl, you know, I'm not going to even tattle, tattle on myself like that. Yeah, I'm going li- to just let you have good, look, uh, good, good thoughts of me. I ain't going to ruin them. I ain't going to ruin it with the truth. <laughs> Be careful. Be careful out here, guys. Yes, please. Niggas is getting the niggas is getting the coro. Um, yeah. <laughs> not the coro. The coro, girl. I got a new name every week. But anyway, oh let's God. get to our runbacks. 
Um, this week, we don't necessarily have a specific culture topic, but we have seen some interesting things mm-hmm. in the news, even though it's been a little bit of a slow week. We've mm-hmm. still seen some, seen some things. So, uh, so Donna, what you done seen? What's, the, what's done popped up on your radar? Uh, Megan the Stallion versus everyone else. I'll let you explain it. So basically, Megan the Stallion is on the cover of GQ. Of course, you know, some black men are hating on Megan, in my personal opinion. Mm. You know, people feel like she got it because of everything that has been going on with Tori and that controversy. They feel like she got some type of sympathy cover, some mm. type of sympathy vote. I saw a lot of people saying that, oh, little Baby should have got it, uh, naming all these other rappers. And I just, first of all, let me say this. Your favorite rapper is not an A-list celebrity. Oh. Your favorite rapper is not going to be on the cover of mm. GQ. You understand what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. a lot of y'all needs to simmer it down. That's number one. Number two, Megan Thee Stallion in less than what? Two years time, two, Mm -hmm. three years time has shot to fame, catapulted to national, international stardom, kind of in the same way that Cardi B did. So of course she's going to be rapper of the year. And the fact that black men, I feel like are constantly trying to say what black women don't deserve. Mm -hmm. It's really, uh, it's really upsetting and unsettling to me. And I feel like they stay on a constant payroll of trying to humble us. And I feel like people want Megan to be humble, but she shouldn't have to be. And I don't believe that she got the sympathy vote because Mm -hmm. of what was happening with Tori. I feel like that has zero to do with why she got rapper of the year. Yeah. I mean, what you think about it? I wonder what makes people think that their favorite rapper qualifies to be rapper of the year. Because I saw a lot of people talking about Little Baby, and I was just thinking, like, besides his one anthem song that he made uh, when we were all going, when, you know, the world was going For the Black Lives. Mm-hmm. the Black Lives Matter um, protest. He made that song, and... People liked it, people loved it, but besides that, he did have a popular album this year with a few popping songs, but impact-wise, I don't think it hit as hard as Megan's. Right. So I'm just wondering, are you guys just upset at the fact that you like these little baby songs so much, and when you would hear them at your brunches or in the clubs, they were bops, but besides that, like, what qualifies little baby to beat out Megan? Right. Here's my question. What qualifies anybody to beat out Megan? Because I like the word that you use, impact. Megan yeah. the Stallion has had a profound impact when it comes to culture, social media. And so it's just like, what, why is she not rapper of the year? Right. She's an Ex- icon at this moment. Right. Especially in 2020. Because if you do include the shooting and how she handled it, and how she's now using that moment in a way to speak for black women, to speak to their pain. So right. the way she's handled it, I mean, she's, ha- you know, that was just such a tough situation for any type of artist. The way she handled it, or the way she was able to pivot from it, the way she was able to stay relevant this year during COVID, mm-hmm. the way she was able to go viral with her songs. Mm-hmm. Like, I just think. If I just look at it, just like, let me not be all defensive because she's a black woman. 
from Texas. I mean, those are already things I'm already like gunning for and pulling for, but let right. me try to step away from that and just look at it like, okay, but what is little baby bringing to the table that can match Megan at this moment? Right. And I really think little baby did put out some really good music this year, mm-hmm. but I don't know if it had a bigger impact than Megan's. Yeah. I think people might have a little fatigue when it comes to Megan because she has yeah. been in the news so much people mm-hmm. are just like okay well why y'all giving her award now like for what but people aren't mm-hmm. remembering her music and I wanted to pivot back real quick to Lil Baby because I was thinking like okay he had something to prove something to prove was a, um, was a single We Paid was mm-hmm. a single was a popping single but those were the only two songs that like were really really big now I like the I listened to the entire album mm-hmm. but like I would only, yeah, those two songs, We Pay, Something to Prove, I mean, might be the biggest. I think if we were to throw in any other rappers that I that might have a big impact like Megan, I would probably say Pop Smoke and maybe Da Baby. But I feel like yeah. Da Baby kind of ruined his momentum by coming with out the with his last album and his niggatry. But the <laughs> last album wasn't that great to me. Yeah, but like I said, Megan, she deserves Rapper of the Year. Your yeah. grandma listened to Megan. Your mom listened to <laughs> Megan. Your auntie listened to Megan. Yeah. Your uncle listened to Megan. Your brother, you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Not everybody is listening listening to Lil Baby. Yeah, and that's the truth. Like, as much as we like Lil Baby, nobody is listening to him as much as they're listening to Megan right now. Right. I mean, with WAP, I mean, that was the cherry on top. Like, mm-hmm, that's a mm-hmm. huge song. People don't like it, but they've heard it. The people yep. that do love it listen to it a million times. So yep. regardless, it's getting heard. Lil Baby don't have an impact right now. We love him. No. And I'm not dissing him, He, but he just does not have that same impact in this year. Um, he does not. He, I mean, people used Hot Girl Summer for two years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, and who else is on that on that on that on that on that level right now? Could you think right. of anybody else? I mean, besides the ones that I listed, little the baby, not little baby, the baby, and there was one other that I said earlier. You said the baby and pop smoke and pop smoke. Mm-mm. And I say pop smoke because he had a great album, but then unfortunately he passed away. So yeah, well you know when rappers pass away. It's like their stuff gets even bigger. I did really like the cover of the GQ magazine, like her her artwork or, or the yeah. photography of it. This photo looked clean, crispy. I like the aesthetic. I like the low rider. I like the long the Rapunzel long hair. I liked everything yes. about it. Now we don't have to get into the other photos that were released because I still feel like Megan needs a better stylist. I still feel like Megan looks cheap, to be honest. Like, I think sometimes she looks really expensive, like she should, but then sometimes she looks like she bought her clothes from, from the local Rainbow. Yeah, from Rainbow or something. <laughs> like, yes. girl, what you? what is this? Like, you are a millionaire dressed with that type of air. Have that, yes. have that air about you. Like, when I see Rihanna, her fashion sense is impeccable. Like, she looks amazing. Even if I'm like, oh, I can never rock that. Like, she gives me like inspiration to just dress how I, how I want to dress. Megan don't give me that. Megan gives me no. cheap 
wrestler outfits that have <laughs> that have you know like that have gotten better because it was way worse when she first came out. I think she's constantly improving, and I don't even know if this is a great critique right now because she's still so young in her career. Career. Mm-hmm. But I mean, she's moving at such a fast pace. She's at that level where it usually takes five to six years to get there. She's there already. So, sis, right. I'm sorry, but you're going to have to catch up. Right. And I'm going to be honest with you. I agree with you 100%. That is one of the things that I despise about Megan the Stallion was whoever styled her. Yeah. She did look like such a rainbow dots. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I hated her outfits. But even in this GQ photo shoot, which I'm looking at, she looks really good. She looks real elegant. She has on, like, an asymmetrical, high-slits, black dress. I mean, she looks great. She looks amazing. She got on these gladiator sandals. Like, she really is serving. She really is serving. Her hair looks good. It's just a nice, simple, slick back. Edges is laid. Makeup is on point. So she's definitely... She looks better. I think the cover looks amazing. I love the cover art. I don't... I'm not in love with the other photos is all I'm saying. Really? I I even uh, like the photo with the white dress and the cutouts. Oh, my God. That's the worst one. I think that looks so (laughs) cheap to me. Like... I don't know. I, I guess it's, I, I don't know. I feel, first of all, I feel like I've seen her in this before. Second, right. I just don't like the cutouts. It looks very, it, it's giving me prostitute. It's giving me Amsterdam red light district. It's giving me <laughs> cheap Euro trash. I don't like it. <laughs> really? I, I don't feel like, like it. I like it because imagine somebody like Beyonce or Rihanna in this dress. You understand what I'm saying? Like, you I know, feel like the reaction might be a little different. I think that the background of her already dressing poorly and the persona that she has of being like, you know, the sexy stallion kind of makes it look cheap. You know, it might it might be the pose, too. I'm not digging it. I'm digging these black and white photos. I mean, she's getting better. Like, yeah, she gets better every time I see her. So this is not her critique, like, down in her. It's just like, right. oh, yeah, I feel sure. like she could. I don't feel like it's her. I feel like it's her team. I'm more so critiquing. Yeah. She's going based off of their professional advice. She ain't a right. she's not a stylist. <laughs> okay, right. And you know what? And that makes me believe too, like, I don't know. From what has been in the media, I feel like Megan does not have a team that has her best interests in mind. Yeah. And it takes time I, getting those people around you. You know, because yeah. everybody out here is most of these people I feel like are fakes. So hell yeah. And so I feel like maybe that's part of the reason why too that early on in her career she was looking cheap because I feel like her whoever her team was was not putting forth the effort to really elevate her like they should have been. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because it seems like who her team has just been real shisty, you know, mm-hmm. from her former hairstylist to her ex best friend. Like it just seems mm-hmm. like she may be surrounded by some snakes. So yeah. I feel like maybe when she, you know, fires her whole team like some mm-hmm. artists have done or drops all these fake-ass people, then maybe we'll really start to see her blossom as well. Yeah, yeah. Because I feel like she's there on that level to blossom like that. Yeah. It's just everybody else got to catch up. Speaking of snakes and shisty people on your team, Mm -hmm. Taylor Swift, baby, snakes in the grass, honey. So basically, some guy, I don't even want to say his name because it's not important, but a man has just sold Taylor Swift's old master recordings. Yeah. And 
basically the way that Taylor Swift is portraying the, the incident is that he is tr he was trying to make it hard for her to buy her masters, giving her, you know, an NDA to sign, you know, mm -hmm. all types of shit and documents that really don't make sense. Uh, and then when he sold her masters, he then made it difficult for her to try to buy those masters from somebody else. So now she has said that she is going through the process of re-recording all of her old songs mm -hmm. um, because, she, because she basically can't buy her masters. And I'm just like, damn, the, the game is fucked up. The industry mm -hmm. is dirty. And it's just like, is there anything that can be set in place for artists to not have to deal with this shit? Because Taylor Swift is fucking rich as fuck. She could have bought her own masters for 300 million. Mm -hmm. You just didn't want her to have them. That man, that scoundrel, that snake in the grass, mm -hmm. just didn't want her to have them. And you know, I don't normally come to uh to a white woman's rescue but mm -hmm. in this particular situation i think it's fucked up yeah for sure yeah i think it's messed up too and it makes me wonder like have you ever heard that meme or i think it's from the boondocks where it's like what did they do to make that nigga so mad like <laughs> right <laughs> like what did taylor swift do or say and i'm not putting any blame on her i'm just curious like why why are they making it so difficult for her to get what's hers? Especially right. if she's willing to pay for it. Like you said, she probably already has $300 million in the bank. So you're just making it difficult just to make it difficult. Like, if she can pay for it, if she can buy it, why not give it to her? You just don't want her to have it. Right, right. And that's what I'm saying. You just do, don't want her to have it. And I feel like, you know, all artists go through the, all from what I've read, many artists go through this type of ordeal trying to gain their masters, trying to have some control over their financial futures. Mm -hmm. But to see somebody as big as Taylor Swift going through it, it just puts a lot of things into perspective and just really makes me believe that if she's not protected, really nobody is. You think they, if they don't care about this little white girl, especially this little Lily white girl, okay, they definitely <laughs> don't care about your black ass. Right. So Period. you better come out the gate acting right from the get-go. It ain't no, okay. oops, let me turn back around and, and let me grab my stuff. No, 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 right. no. You need to have that stuff in order before you even right. think about becoming a rapper. Because right. if they can play you, best to believe. I don't, that's the country way to say that. Better to, <laughs> you better believe <laughs> that they gonna try to get you. Mm -hmm. And you know, honestly, that's what I think a lot of what the music business is made up of just if they can get you, they will get you. If you yeah. somehow catch it, if you smart enough to, to play the game, then you, then you, then you get it. But if yeah. not, you better watch your back because you they, better watch they coming for you. But I am um, interested in keeping up with that and just seeing how that all plays out. Cause it's been going on for a minute. Yeah, I'm definitely intrigued to see how it plays out too. I'm interested to know how she's going to, how fans are going to be able to differentiate when she releases it between her re-recorded songs mm -hmm. and the stuff that's already, you know, been distributed. That makes me question though, what is re-recording going to do? Because wouldn't the music that's been purchased from that guy be copyrighted? So how is she going to be able to not only re-record, but then release music that's already been purchased? Right, right. Well, you know what? Well, supposedly she did say in her little open letter on Instagram mm -hmm. um, that she is getting creative. She's getting creative in the uh, in the booth. Oh, okay. um, so she's yeah, tweaking and, the songs. 
Right, right. She said, this is her, and I quote, I have plenty of surprises in store. Um, so, you know, so it seems like she might be changing some shit up a little bit, mm-hmm. you know, when, when, when she re-releases it. So, yeah, so maybe that's it. Maybe she's going to tweak mm-hmm. it a little bit. Okay, okay, that mm-hmm. would make sense. Mm-hmm. That's interesting, man. I mean, that's interesting seeing how the whites battle this out. Because right. we, always, we always hear about Kanye. We always hear about the Jay-Z's. All, we always right. hear about those upper echelon type rappers, hip-hop, R&B yeah. people that are fighting for what's theirs. Mm-hmm. It's always interesting when the whites let out their drama because I feel like this has happened before. We just don't pay attention to it or we just don't know right. about it because somehow white people move silently compared to Negroes. <laughs> for we sure. Move, we move around hitting pots and pans. White people just be like, they be solid in a mess. That's, but that's because white people be ashamed when they shit when they being shitted on. They be ashamed when they being fucked over. Like, how could this happen to me? Right. I'm white. You know, I feel like that's yes. what they be thinking. Like, how can this happen to me? That's why they be silent about it. Mm-hmm. But niggas, we gonna get on the internet. This nigga will not give me my shit. We gonna let it be known. Mm-hmm. So that way, because we think that if people know about it, if people know that the per- another person is shysty, maybe mm-hmm. they'll start to move a little differently. We expose motherfuckers. We are yeah. into exposing, okay? Okay. Real quick, yeah, white people be a little too meek and timid. But I guess Miss Swift said, I'm tired of y'all treating me like this. And she just, <laughs> right. She was like, I'm going to play the game too. But um, I don't really know how to tie in this next topic. But Barack Obama put out some <laughs> interesting words over these last few days about Donald Trump. President, former President Barack Obama has some, some words about black men and um, Trump. He was comparing the two and pretty much just having a conversation about how Donald Trump was able to obtain black men voting, specifically Mm -hmm. in his current election, how he was able to not only obtain black men, the black men probably from his last election, but a few more. And what that that looked like and why black men almost have... um, I don't want to say, I mean, obsession is a strong word, but I'm going to use it. I'm going to use it. Black, why black men have this obsession with Donald Trump type success? And, and Barack Obama said, uh, this is what he said. He said, I have to remind myself that if you listen to rap music, it's all about the bling, the women, the money. A lot of rap videos are using the same measures of what it means to be successful as Donald Trump is. Everything mm-hmm. is gold-plated that insinuates itself and seeps into the culture. At the end of the day, I'm not mad at Barack Obama for what he said because, number mm-hmm. one, it's true. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Donald Trump and, and today's rappers glorify and prioritize the same things right during this whole pandemic i mean we talked about it during this whole pandemic what they've been flashing they cars mm-hmm. their yep. money their women their parties, their women their secret parties, all of that. right their birkins yeah. <laughs> they've literally been flaunting during this whole pandemic during a time where others are struggling just mm-hmm. showing off all the material things that they have mm-hmm. donald trump is a reflect and he's also a reflection of that what is donald mm-hmm. trump about money business everything is about material things you know with, with this man and unfortunately black men get roped into the american dream which mm-hmm. i think is synonymous with white supremacy mm-hmm. and 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 that is how and that is how 
Donald Trump roped in, I believe, and just, and I agree with Barack Obama, roped in the black man. Because Donald Trump is a reflection of the American dream. Yeah, I agree with that too. And I like how you said, like, we, well, black men, or just people in general, look at Donald Trump as success. Anyways, on to something that we both enjoy, because, you know, we've been trying to talk about how we want to get back to the music. That was our run back. So we do want to get on some music today, mm-hmm. and some music that I love, my personal favorite genre, R&B. Baby, mm-hmm. I love R&B, and I feel like R&B has really been has really been hitting the mainstream waves, especially with artists like Summer Walker, uh, SZA. I even feel like her. Her mm-hmm. has a very individual, sultry sound, and you have to have a taste for her, but I feel like her is very mainstream as well. But Billboard put out an article about the state of R&B today, and it featured four you know, major R&B artists, Kaylani, Tiana Taylor, Janae Aiko, and Summer Walker, of course. Mm-hmm. And so basically in this article, they talk about challenges they face being not only a woman in R&B, you know, and how, and how they navigate that and how certain situations make them feel, certain situations that they've encountered. What do you think, before I dive into what they feel like the state of R&B is, what do you feel like the state of R&B is right now? I think the state of R&B is flourishing, honestly. I think that a lot of our pop music is grounded in Mm R&B. I think that it will never be called R&B because it has such a black urban feel to it. So they're never going to really embrace the word and the community of R&B fully. But I feel Mm -hmm. like a lot of our pop artists today have a lot of R&B influence. Look mm-hmm, at um, for sure. Sam Smith. Look mm-hmm. at Ariana Grande. They're never going to call those people R&B artists. R&B, and I right. would probably feel a type of way if they called them that as well. But look at it, like, honestly, like, they have a lot of R&B influence. You know, mm-hmm, Adele. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, she has <laughs> right. blues, soul, but we would never, I don't think... I've ever heard Adele be categorized as a R&B star or singer. But I feel like, I see, here's my thing. R&B is flourishing and the state of R&B right now, it, it, it's very mainstream. Mm-hmm. But I feel like the true R&B artists aren't getting the credit they deserve because the pop artists are getting most of the profit. Mm-hmm. I feel like the pop artists are getting most of the exposure most of the airplay most of the radio play um and and summer walker dives deep into that and Mm -hmm. i feel like you listened to the ariana grande album i didn't Mm -hmm. um but i feel like they kind of throw some slight shade to her because um because janae aiko mentioned in the article when they were you know when they were interviewing her like yeah you know, people uh, have an R&B sound, but they release it, you know, as pop or they're mm-hmm. a pop artist, but they're making this R&B music. And, you know, I feel like a lot of black women especially feel like pop artists are, they are benefiting and profiting from R&B for sure. And the R&B artists who are actually solid R&B artists are not reaping the same benefits as a pop artist who is putting out R&B music. Yeah. I think so too. And I think a lot of that has to do with the fact that unless you are crossing over into the pop world, you're never fully accepted. And mm-hmm. unless you have a certain look, 
it's going to be hard for you to uh, to obtain that acceptance. Now, take Rihanna as a case. Mm-hmm. Rihanna, I feel like, started off grounded in R&B. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's mm-hmm. what typically we put black women that can sing. It don't matter right. if you sing pop. It don't matter if you rap, whatever. You're typically mm-hmm. going to be labeled in one of the urban categories of either R&B or hip-hop. Now, mm-hmm. because Rihanna was not a rapper, she was automatically in the R&B categories um, or reggae category if you want to kind of mm-hmm. look at her first album or whatever. Mm-hmm. But she has a good look. She has a universally accepted face. She has green right. eyes, light skin. Um, they can market her as a global product. So mm-hmm. they were able to put her into some some popish type music in itself and now she's able to play both sides but if you look at tiana taylor summer walker even kalani even with her being light-skinned it's hard Mm -hmm. to market them as a pop artist because they're not that commercially marketable marketable i wanted yeah yeah yeah, i wanted yeah they're not just Mm -hmm. honestly so they're left to be in this ultra black category of r&b so Mm -hmm. i think yeah a lot of great things are coming out of r&b especially amongst black women because truth be told black men in r&b are making the same sounds like (laughs) they're not really pushing the boundaries of uh of um musicality like they're 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 not really doing much they all kind of look the same they all kind of sound the same now of course, there are some that are doing great things out there. It's I not mean, that many of them. No, for sure. And I agree with you. Black women, black R&B artists that are women are holding this genre up. They got mm-hmm. the whole genre on their shoulders because they're coming out with the creativity, the innovativeness, the soul, the sultry, the, the you know, just the very creative and different sound and different music. And then you got niggas like Chris Brown and Jacquees who putting out 2008 uh, J-Smooth grind music from YouTube. (laughs) You got to see what I'm saying? (laughs) Like, (laughs) you know, like, and then you have artists like them just putting out this outdated music. I feel like you Mm. have artists like Bryson Tiller not evolving or and not really, in my personal opinion, changing the sound of R&B. But mm. I mean, you know, prime example, let's look at the internet. Like the mm. internet is a group. Technically, they are not just, I, I don't want to put them in a box of just R&B artists, but mm. just think about the internet and how Sid uh, and her voice and their sound has carried and transformed R&B. Really, it's black women that's holding this genre on its shoulders, and they're not getting enough recognition, in my personal opinion. They're not getting enough awards. They're not getting enough radio play. They're not getting enough interviews and exposure and brand collaborations. You know, they're like just her... not marketable, though. Like yeah, that. yeah. You know, that's the honest truth. Yeah. Like, love them, but like, I mean, we, we live in a, a world where the closer you are to whiteness, the more except mm-hmm. who you are across mm-hmm. the planet. Right, right. And I also don't think it helps, too, that black women have to maintain this image that social media has created. They are all they all have to be shaped the same. Yeah. Big ass, small waist, built like black china, big boobs, a, a fake nose and veneers. Like, I feel like that doesn't help the R&B industry as well because I feel like, artists in other industries are able to look like individuals. 
Yeah. Ariana, you know, Ariana Grande is a pop artist and she put out this R&B sound, but Ariana Grande has not, Ariana Grande is able to look like Ariana fucking Grande. Yeah. Yeah, same with, same with Billie Eilish. Like, she's able yeah, to be right. her complete self. Like, I feel right. like you have to... I don't know, honestly. I truly don't know because there have been instances where black artists have been able to transform, but it seems like as we continue to move on, we're actually beginning to box ourselves in, in. Mm-hmm. more and more. Like, we don't have mm-hmm. individuals um, walking on the wild side. I hate to bring up Rihanna again, but like... Rihanna is her own individual. Like she's mm-hmm. been able to play off of that, and people know her for the bad gal reread type shit. Right. I, I feel like when you think about it, the women, the especially the black women in the music industry, I feel like they are forced to look a certain way, and then once they look that way, then they're less marketable. But it's like you made them look like this. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? The team made you feel like possibly but possibly the team made you feel like you had to go and get this fake ass this boob mm-hmm. job this nose job to look marketable and then when you get like that and you look like a a, a generic instagram model you can't sell anymore i mean hell i mean you know Nicki minaj and i mean and, and we're veering off of arm you know the r&b genre but i feel like Nicki minaj is an example like Nicki minaj is doing great in hip-hop she's doing great in music what serious role will Nicki minaj and from what i remember Nicki was what like a theater major or something in high school she had this background of theater if Nicki mm-hmm. minaj ever wanted to be a serious actor who was going to put her in a serious role with this humongous fake ass <laughs> who yeah. who you know is, is she about to be acting next to lapita is she about to be acting next to viola davis or Meryl Street with yeah. this big ass, with this obnoxiously huge ass? No. <laughs> I'm sorry, but the way you just keep saying ass is so funny to me. This obnoxious, just this obnoxious, nasty boo. <laughs> I'm sorry, it's just making me giggle for some reason. But yeah, no, I agree. And I mean, there are women out there with huge asses, but yeah, you're right. Like, who wants this tabletop flat, like fake ass booty? Like, you right. you have a table for an ass. Like, it's <laughs> right. good and rap videos. But yeah, I'm definitely not taking you seriously if you're in the pursuit of happiness. I'm just, I'm just not. <laughs> right, right, and and that's just and that's just the unfortunate thing about it too. I feel like women in R&B because they want them to sell, or maybe because they feel like they have to put more effort to sell they mm-hmm. you know create this look i mean i feel like i feel like the only reason why janae has not had to change her look is because she blazing oh yeah she has a look she has she has Asian a look, look. Yeah. right right she had yeah janae has the blazing look so she don't have to she don't have to switch it up too much and her won't have to switch it up because she came out the gate with this like anonymous persona so mm-hmm. her name her image has never been an important factor in her music because she came out the gate with nobody knowing who she was but you know when it comes to her i honestly don't think she's gonna ever really get to that huge huge level that she should be at given right. her talent because mm-hmm. she won't buck at her image now she might become a lauren hill i'm not sure right but uh-huh. then again we're speaking to a lauren hill when people had their own types of personalities and different body shapes back right. then. That was the nineties. It was a little bit more right. acceptable to be mm-hmm. who you were. Mm-hmm. Nowadays it's a little harder. And honestly, like 
I think her might be in just, she's gonna be an A-lister, but she's gonna be a level behind where she should be. But let's take a look at a new artist who is popping. I believe her chart, her, her album, her debut album went like number one, Queen Naja. You know, besides her being famous initially for being an influencer, she has resorted to changing her body. Her body looks like every other body on Instagram right now. Really? Let me let me see. Yes. I and I noticed and I remember thinking, why would she do this? Why would she change her body so drastically to fit to fit this image of what everybody else looks like when you already have the talent and the voice? Mm -hmm. And the following, because you were an influencer before then. People love you. They follow you. Why would you feel so compelled to go and change your body? You know, is somebody on their team telling them that they have to look like this? Is is this, because we're talking about the state of R&B right now. Is mm -hmm. this the new state of R&B? Real mm -hmm. R&B lovers care about the music we care about how we feel when we listen to it mm -hmm. we you know we care about how it touches our soul about how it changes our emotions what it does for our mental health mm -hmm. r&b music can make you feel so good it can make you feel like you can conquer the rest of the day r&b music really has a power to affect you emotionally and if and that's i think r&b like i said earlier is becoming more grounded in pop or pop is really more so becoming grounded in r&b and right. although pop won't ever fully embrace r&b because r&b is just a little too black for mainstream right. i think that they are adding those pop elements now i know we were talking about individualistic you know you can once you reach a certain level you can be your own individual but i mean i feel like they're looking at these newer r&b acts as like okay we know what sells sex sells so you need mm -hmm. to be as sexy as possible and then add on top of the fact that they're black women right. a lot of times when black women are marketed to a high level you have to come oozing sex because black right. women are automatically placed into a sex category we're not looked at as mm -hmm. innocent we're not looked at mm -hmm. as um having brains having a type of smartness right. having um, a different air about them beyond showing their bodies, showing our bodies, showing the fact that we're good at sex, showing the fact that we could do all of this nasty stuff in the bedroom. They right. don't like to look outside of that box when it comes to black women. So we're mm -hmm. okay. So add all of that in a category that's dominated by black women in a mm -hmm. category that's often stolen from, you're going to mm -hmm, get this. Mm -hmm. You're going to get women that right. are trying to be seen as much as possible. And I, and I just hate that because R&B is not the genre to sell sex in. Not for not for women, anyway. If Chris Brown and Jacquees and... But that's what it's coming to. That's what it's coming yeah, to. If, if they, yeah, right. If they want to sell sex, fine. But I feel like for black women, we shouldn't have to sell sex in R&B because R&B is so much different than that. I feel like mm -hmm. R&B is is so meant to sell real it's meant to sell reality realness yeah. and that encompasses everything emotion you know i mean hell prime example janae aiko got the song pussy fairy mm -hmm. and pussy fairy is about her having sex and you know what i'm saying uh, her about to get some dick but even when i listen to that song i don't feel like to me it's selling sex i feel like she's just selling her sexuality i feel like r&b is grounded in realness and in yeah it, in its pure form that's where it comes from but as it continuously mm -hmm. moves towards a popular audience to be on a similar level as pop music but like i said it's never going to be on that because it's way too black but as it continuously right. moves forward 
if you look at most black women that have made it to some type of uber status, you have to come with some type of sex appeal. I hope that just like music goes into waves, I hope that we re-enter that wave of like black R&B Afrocentricity. Yeah. Is that yeah. how you say that? Afrocentricity? <laughs> Afrocentricity? I have no idea. I don't know. <laughs> but I want to move back into like that early 2000s R&B with the Jill Scotts. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and like maybe go all the way back to like the Lauryn Hills where women didn't have to sell sex in R&B in order to sell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like honestly Lauryn Hill was one of those one-offs because we've never seen anything like that again. Like we've yeah. never seen a woman that came in and was respected by not only rappers, black men rappers, mm-hmm. what I'm saying, but like also respected in the R and B light as well, you know, had people in there right. talking and feeling and having their feelings all out and stuff like that. But also mm-hmm. know that oh, mm-hmm. she could also get down with you in these rap ciphers. So I don't feel like we've had that right. since, and I don't know if yeah. we will ever have that again. Because I feel like that's why she yeah, was able to be that. herself so much. Because she, like, people just respected what she did. They respected her art. I feel like nowadays people don't really respect the artist like that like we right. look at you as entertainment but we don't respect your talent because a lot of mm-hmm. the artists nowadays are really not full of talent like that now they have talent enough right. to you know make us be dance famous and you know be mm-hmm. famous but like we ain't out here like man she can really go wow like that mm-hmm. was insightful like wow she really had a play on that those play on words all of that that also could be a circle back to just like where our priorities lie in music like a lot of our priorities lie on looking mm-hmm. good and let's talk about this before this new wave before janae before tiana who is a good example of an r&b artist who dominated the game or who was at, who who's at the top of the r&b charts without having to sell sex Aaliyah? Hmm. Ah, Aaliyah. For, I don't know, but wouldn't you say that maybe Aaliyah might have sold sex sometimes? If you look at her dancing as sexy, I guess, yeah. She was like a, she was like teetering the line a little bit, but yeah. she didn't come out the gate like Beyonce with hips and curves and body, you know? But right, I mean, right. you can't really blame Beyonce because that's just how she was born. You know, she just came out right. looking fine. Right. What can okay. you do? <laughs> <laughs> right. I would have to say that I feel like Alicia Keys. Okay. I feel like Alicia Keys is an A-lister. She reached like international stardom and she never sold sex. She's a pure R&B soul artist. And then I feel like her male counterpart is John Legend. I agree. Speaking of music, what you been listening to? You have any new music or artist of the week or a song of the week? Okay, I have an artist of the week. I don't have a song of the week. Ken the Man. Ken the Man. Ain't never heard of that. Ken <laughs> the Man is a woman. She is mm-hmm. out of Houston. Hmm. Yeah, and I wanted to bring her up because she has a great flow. She has this one song. It's called He Be Like. Mm. I like it. It's a very strip clubby song. It's not R and B at all. I know we were talking about R and B, but it's not right. Um, but yeah, I, she might be the next big thing coming out of Houston. I'm looking really? at her. You know, I, I I'm just looking at her, and I see good things. If she continues on the way she's going, um, she might have some good stuff coming her way. I like her a lot. So, 
Really? Okay, I'm gonna take a listen. I'm mm-hmm. gonna take a listen to Kendra Man. Very ratchet music. Very ratchet I feel like I really do need to get back to like local music. I've been real listening to like international stars, people who are already big, who already mm-hmm. get tons of streams. I feel like I definitely need to start focusing back on smaller, less established, more local artists for sure. Uh, I need to get back in that bag because I haven't, I haven't, honestly, I haven't listened to no local artists, no smaller, uh, not mainstream artists in a very long time. And I used to love to do that. Yeah. Um, but, but I mean, the music I've been listening to just because, you know, I've been needing a break mm-hmm. from our genre. Sometimes I've been, I have been back in the Afro beats bag. I just been listening to Wiz kids, new album made in Lagos. I mean, he has some, some nice features on there. Um, mm-hmm. it's a great album. For sure. Like, I've seen people stand over with his kid, and I'm like, who the fuck is he? But honestly, his music is good as fuck. It's a yeah. great album. I, I can't even lie to you. I don't have no artist of the week or song of the week, but that is what I've been listening to. So, okay. yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm. I would say that I've been, I was trying to give, um, there's some new music that came out. I was listening to Future and Little Uzi's album, and so far, like, I got through like half of it. Well, I would say a third. And How you like it? It sounded good. It sounded good. I wanna. I'm gonna actually after we get off. I'm gonna send you a few people that I want you to listen to, um, just because I think you would enjoy it. Like this one dude out of Cali, named mm-hmm. Deontay Hitchcock. I think you would like him a lot. Okay. And um, just a few more artists that I just want you to tell yeah. me what you think. Uh, but For yeah, sure. I haven't really like. I've been listening to music, but honestly, like the songs I've been really living with are. Stuff that we talked about last week, like so. Right. I, right, I would say right. Ken the Man is probably the newest uh, person. I would say is my artist of the week. Okay, cool. Well, then that's it. That's all for Run That Back with Sinclair and Donna. Once again, my name is Sinclair. And my name is Donna Canella. And make sure to follow us on Run That Back, Sin and Donna on Instagram. Make sure to, you know, hit us up, DM us. We are looking to converse with you guys and just, you know. Hear what y'all have to say too. So that's all I got. What that's it for you, Sin? That's it for me, honey. Y'all, peace out, y'all. Come back to seals. All right, peace.